Welcome to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Uh, I'm here with Tom Krieger. And today we're going to be talking about buying 55 and older and knowing when to transition from home to a care home. Welcome back to the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast. Uh, so today we're talking about buying in a 55 and over community and indicators on when it's time for more help and how to prepare for it. And then we're going to touch a little bit on why choose Arizona to live when you go to retire versus any other retirement state, which is technically Florida. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are other places too. But those are the two big ones that everyone talks about. You yeah. either go to Florida or Arizona. They both have heat, but it just depends on what type of heat you want to deal with. Yeah, a lot of people are retiring to Tennessee now. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are retiring to Tennessee for nice. multiple reasons. Awesome. Yep. So, well, let's get started. So we are just kind of going to touch a little bit on Florida and Arizona, right? Or did yep. you want to touch on Tennessee as well? No. Well, okay. I'll just stay with Florida and Arizona. They're the two big retirement communities, like you said. Awesome. So, so what is the difference between Florida and Arizona when it comes to just the retirement side of things? Okay. So when you look at things, um, when people are retiring, there's a multitude of things to take um, into consideration. Healthcare, mm -hmm. mobility. Do you have the ability to get to a hospital quickly? What about natural disasters? Yeah, Florida's known for those. Yeah, right? <laughs> so let's let's talk about, are you going to come down here and buy a house or are you going to come down here and rent? Okay. Right? So renting in Arizona tends to be cheaper on average than it does in Florida. Okay? And this is specifically for 55 and older communities, correct? No, in general. Okay. But in 55 and older communities, it's more prevalent because the financial wherewithal, the financial health, of the retiree is greater than, let's say, the single mom with two kids. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Um, sales tax. Florida has a 6% sales tax and Arizona has a 5.6% sales tax. Although Florida has no state income tax, where Arizona has a 2.5% income tax. Mm -hmm. So that could be significant if you're a high-end earner. Okay. Okay. So you're getting, uh, let's say you're getting a paycheck, but you're retired. You're still getting a paycheck but you're retired or you're getting, let's say an annuity, you know, you still have to pay taxes on certain amounts of money that you're, you're generating. They're not really all tax free. Gotcha. Um, Florida is a quite, is quite a bit more expensive when it does come to like property taxes. Okay. Arizona is much cheaper. As an example, Florida's average effective tax rate is 0.91% compared to Arizona's, which is point. 51%. Now, in across America, it's 0.99%. So we're at almost half of what the average is in America. So you can essentially say without Florida having the state tax, they're making up for it in property taxes. Correct. Yeah. And sales tax. And sales tax. Yeah. So if you think about that, in Florida, if you have a $300,000 house, your um, property tax is going to be about $27,000. We're here in Arizona. The same value would owe about fifteen thousand three hundred dollars. Yeah, and you wonder why I moved here from Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Significant um, temperatures. Let's talk about temperatures for the senior citizens, right? In Florida, it's relatively 
the same. 60 to 80, it bounces now and then. You might get a little cold spill where the oranges get a little frosty, but that doesn't going to last long. And that also depends on where in Florida you are coming from the Florida girl here. Correct. Because if you're central Florida, you're going to get a little cooler in the winter than if you're in southern Florida. Correct. And um, you may get up to 100, but it isn't going to last for a duration of time. Now, in Arizona, it's totally different because if you're up in the Flagstaff area, you could be as low as 19 degrees and snow. And that's not very uncommon. And then you could be down in the Tucson, Phoenix, or even Yuma area where 110 isn't isn't that uncommon either. So you've got like a 90 degree spread in temperatures yeah. where in Florida it's a little more moderate. So if you're susceptible to feeling different in that big of a spread, maybe Arizona isn't the place to be. Okay. Okay. Now Arizona also only gets about 12.6 inches of rain where Florida gets about 54 inches of rain. Now this is per year. So if rain bothers you, okay, and there are a lot of health issues with rain, mold is one of them, then Florida's probably not the place to go. In achy joints. Yes. Achy joints and rain are not fun. Yes. So you can cut down on your ibuprofen if you come to Arizona, right? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not only is Florida humid, but it is the hurricane capital of the United States. Now, we don't have very many natural disasters in Arizona, like hurricanes or floods but we do have heat advisories. Well, let's be honest, a heat advisory isn't gonna knock your house over when it comes through, like no. a hurricane would, right? And if you wanna know a little bit more about Arizona weather, we do have a lifestyle podcast that talks a little bit about that as well. Absolutely, and you can find that, just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so according to most recent study, Florida ranks in the bottom 10 states overall for the quality of healthcare provided Whereas Arizona is in the middle 31 states. So that's important about the quality of healthcare if you're retiring. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, medical access is is prevalent in both of the of the city or states. Um, but if you're in the bigger cities, obviously it's going to be more accessible than let's say you're out in the desert or you're out in the swamps, right? Of Florida. Okay. Um, I also think we really need to talk about when you're buying in a 55 and above community. So yeah. now we, we're thinking about moving from another state. We're thinking about how do we make this transition from where we're living now to maybe a 55 and above community, and then from a 55 and above community to let's say a care facility. Right, and uh, so and so a normal a normal purchase Anywhere, when you're just living in a regular neighborhood, there there's just the basic amenities. You might have a community pool if if that neighborhood HOA provides it. You might get landscaping X, Y, and Z. But 55 and older communities, 55 and older communities, are just a different beast in general. They're essentially in most of the the really nice ones. They're self sustaining cities, where the only thing you really need to leave for is groceries. Yes. So on a lot of the amenities like golf, pickleball, tennis, the fitness center, restaurants, pubs, shopping, and, and some 55 and above communities have limited shopping areas where you can get, you know, like everyday essentials, milk, milk, butter, eggs, bread, and all that. Like a local market down in, yes. in New York or whatever. They'll have salon facilities. Um, they'll have clubs like a car club or a quilting club, maybe an astronomy club, an electronics club, woodworking. So like jewelry a high-end high school. Even more, <laughs> even more. Um, painting, poetry, storage. Um, 
and uh, I'm sorry, not storage, staging where you can actually put on performances. There are a lot of senior performances put on in the, like a performing arts center building that's within the community. So like theater, dance, music, et cetera. Exactly. Okay. Um, remember that in the stipulation on a 55 and above community is that it cannot have anybody under 18 years old living there. Now, even if you have, let's say, an autistic son uh, or you're caring for an autistic person, they still can't be under 18 years old. Um, they're a protected class, but the age protection supersedes that protection. So you're saying that if I'm like 29 and I know I don't want to get married and I don't want to have kids, I could buy in a 55 and older community and get the amenities? Providing 80% of the people there are above 62 or 55, depending on the HOA requirements. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) So again, normally 80% of the owners have to be over 55, but there are certain specifics where it's 62. Okay. So we talked about the basics and in Arizona versus Florida, you know, tips on what comes with a 55 and older community, um, what the stipulations are for me to be able to buy in a 55 and older community. But let's say I chose Arizona. I'm living in Arizona. I've been here for 10 years and I'm to the point where it's like, oh, it's just, should I keep my house with all the upkeep and everything that goes on with owning a house? Or is it time for me to move into more of an apartment, condo, townhouse type living in a independent living facility? Like when do, what are the things I should be thinking about when I'm coming to maybe that process? Hey everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Okay, Heather, can I take that just on a slightly different path? Absolutely. Let's say I'm the children of the people that are living in the 55 and above community. When is it time? What tips do you need to be aware of in order for you to say, Mom, Dad, it's time to go? Gotcha. Okay. So I love it. Yeah. So one of them is mobility, right? Can you drive? Can you manage the stairs? Can you hold a heavy bowl or a heavy frying pan or a heavy pot? So, and walk at the same time. So mobility is is a very important decision maker. Another one is memory, okay? When mom starts forgetting or dad starts forgetting to take out the garbage, bathe, personal hygiene, they forget to turn off the stove or they forget they're frying an egg and then they go take a nap. Those are, are, are very, very important issues, okay? Medication and medical. If you're not able to like, Remember to take the medication yourself, or maybe um, you have to give injections. But let's say you're at that point where you're shaking a little bit. You got a little bit of Parkinson's or whatever. You're still pretty functional, but but you just can't hold that needle to inject yourself with the uh, insulin, let's say. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's something you want to pay attention to. Anger, frustration, the inability to comprehend activities or even technology. Those are signs where you have to say, hey, mom or dad, you know, maybe it's the time to be someplace that isn't so taxing on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Think about um, prior to hospice. Okay. So somebody is diagnosed with a terminal 
let's say, disease, and it's not going to kill them in the first three months, mm -hmm. but there's nothing they can do about it. Maybe it's a year. Maybe it's a year and a half. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's two years. Maybe that's the time that you want to take all the stress and pressure off of them, put them in a place where they're a little bit uh, more hands-on mm -hmm. of taking care of them or being with more people on a regular basis gotcha. or having somebody do the cooking. And, and there's, and there's two versions of, yep. of, uh, senior living facilities. There's the non-assisted where it's just like a, an apartment complex, apartment complex. Better way to describe it is more like when you go to college and everybody's in the dorms, they're kind of the same thing. You have your apartment, they get to go do everything that they would. They could even have a vehicle, right. eat whatnot. Then you have the assisted where there are on-hand nurses. And there's a lot, especially I've noticed here in Tucson, there are a lot that are dual where part of their facility is regular, normal uh, senior communities and the other are assisted. So you can kind of transition them from the, the house into the regular, then into the assisted, and they never really feel like there's much of a huge change. Correct. Because when you start uh, transferring people, relocating them to different facilities, that's when the stress level comes. But a lot of these Bigger places are now developing it. So you can go from uh, a uh, independent living mm -hmm. to assisted living to care living. Correct. All right. And that's where like the hospice people would be. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm not quite in a hospice position yet, mm -hmm. but I really shouldn't be on my own. Hey, and from personal experience, because I actually had my grandparents in one of the uh, senior living facilities, the independent ones here, and their food is Amazing. They have some of the best chefs in our facilities here. Yeah. So another another issue is the death of a partner. Mm -hmm. Some people have been married 40, 50, 60, 70 years, and that partner passes away. And that partner may have been the one who took care of everything or maybe just took care of something where the other partner doesn't know how to deal with it. I, I can tell you from personal experience, I know men, when their wives die, they don't eat. Mm-hmm because they don't know how to cook. Yeah. I know women whose husbands took care of all the bills. They don't know how to start or vice versa. Yeah. Nowadays, we're being so cross-trained in, in marriages that or relationships that men are cooking and women are taking care of, of the responsibilities yeah. of finances. So it isn't based upon sex. It's just based upon the agreements I'm going to do this and you're going to be responsible for that. And that is another benefit of the independent living facilities is if a partner um, or spouse passes away, they still have friends within that facility yep. that are literally next door or across the hall, or they can walk out of there and have a support system essentially built into where they live. Correct. Another issue that is um, not as commonly known is nutrition. Mm-hmm. When you start seeing people losing weight as they're getting older in their own, their own housing, their own house in 55 and above communities, it's an alarm that they're not cooking. They're not going to the grocery store. Why? Mm -hmm. Probably it's a precursor to memory loss or it's a precursor to Parkinson's because it's too hard for them to do that. And that can also come with grief as well. Correct. Correct. And they're quite honestly living on a fixed income, so they're not going to call DoorDash. It's true. Very right? true. Yes. So pay attention as a child of an aging parent. Look at their nutrition. Make sure they're eating. It doesn't hurt 
to open the refrigerator once in a while and see what's in there or look in the cabinets to see what's in there. Absolutely. Um, and then the last one is what I call the, the vulnerability of elders or senior abuse when you get telemarketers calling them and ripping their eyes out financially. Yeah. Okay. You got to love AI scams nowadays. Yes. And vulnerability for elders, or what I like to call elder abuse, is mm -hmm. very prevalent out there. You'll get these scammers or the telemarketers that call like single women mm -hmm. and tell them, hey, look, you need to get a home warranty on, on your house or you need an auto warranty on your car. Some of these women don't even have a car, but mm -hmm. they've been convinced that they need to have a car warranty. <laughs> All right. It's it's horrible. You may get some people like uh, single men that are lonely. Mm -hmm. Right. Somebody calls up. Send me fifty dollars. I'll come over and see you. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it's definitely I mean, it's prevalent so much um, in in older facilities and they're not aware of those kinds of things. And if you're not talking to them, you don't you don't get to advise them on, Correct. hey, this is happening. And that's where memory issues come in because yeah. if they don't remember that they don't have a vehicle, it's going to be a lot easier. Yes. Or $35,000 solar panels. On a house they don't own? Well, on a house they do own, but they're not going to live long enough to pay it off. There you go. That's, right? that's one too. So, or you need to refinance so you can get some money out. Now, you may have bought this house with, with cash and there's no mortgage on it, but now all of a sudden things are getting tighter and you get some slick talking salesperson and you take out a 60, 80, 100, 200, $300,000 second mortgage on your house at 8% interest rate for yeah. what? For a comfort level? Yeah. No. It sounds like as we're getting older, we definitely have a lot of things to think about. And, and this is um, a podcast where if you have older parents, it's a good one to listen to. Or if you're in that mindset of what do I do? I'm getting to that point of potentially moving to a 55 and older community. What's my next step? Um, make sure you're reaching out. Your real estate agents can definitely help you with, with some education in regards to this. So um, if you have any questions or concerns, whether you're here in Tucson or anywhere in Arizona or anywhere in the nation, we can get you connected with somebody that can get you the right information. Yeah. And Heather, one last thing, make sure that the agent that you're talking to is a senior real estate specialist, somebody who's been trained to deal with this type of population, because it isn't like selling a house to a millennial. No, not at all. So awesome. Well, thanks so much. And we will catch you guys next time on the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate Podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.